last uh, weekend, if I remember correctly, was a beautiful weekend. Anybody remember the um, the weather? It was a pretty nice weekend. Let me. I'm going to go on gallery mode so I can see everyone. I, I think you all see me, right? You guys all see me? Okay. All right. I see all the nods now. <laughs> I love it. Um, so last weekend was a really beautiful weekend, but it was the last weekend here in Rhode Island of the of the lockdown before the executive order expired. So so what do you do on a beautiful weekend when you're supposed to be locked down? Well, Susie and I, uh, we did. The, the most wonderful thing we could think of, which was we watched all three full-length Lord of the Rings trilogy movies. So we watched all of them. So that was about nine hours. Actually, it wound up being like 11 hours because we have the extended edition of Return of the King. Uh, so it was like 11 hours of movie. And um, they're beautiful movies. Anybody, have everybody seen Lord of the Rings? I'm going to take a look at the, the hands. Okay, a lot. Yes, if you've seen it, show. If your kids haven't seen Lord of the Rings yet, show it to your kids. There's just a lot of amazing, positive messages in the Lord of the Rings movies. There's deep, deep message of friendship and fighting evil and, and you know, feeling like you don't have what it takes, but, but, but you, you do have what it takes to, to meet the challenge of the time. Uh, it's a strong message on addiction because that little ring um, that they have is was all consuming to the person who held it. Like they, it was their precious. It's it's a message in addiction, and it really got a hold of them. And but the only way to actually get rid of it and stop the the effect of it was to bring it into Mordor in the Lake of Fire and to cast it, which is it's it's like casting it into hell, which is where our addictions need to go at the end anyway. Because once that is cast into hell from where it came from, we're set free. So there's, there's so many wonderful messages in that movie. Um, but I wanna read a quote. It's a very famous quote from the movie. So this is from um, the first of the trilogy. This is from the uh, Fellowship of the Ring. So they're all on their little journey with their ring and their, their, their journey is to go to the land of Mordor, you know, and, 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 and destroy the ring. So now they're in the mines of Moria and Frodo, who's the little hobbit, the little guy who has the ring, is really feeling discouraged and he's sitting next to Gandalf who is uh, really represents, I think, like a prophet. And Lord of the Rings was written by a, a Christian, as we know, Tolkien. So Frodo goes, and it's, it's very moving. He says, says I, I wish the ring had never come to me. And how many of us have, have had that sentiment in our hearts? I, I wish this challenge never came to me. I, I wish this coronavirus thing never came to the world. You know, I wish this difficulty that I'm dealing with never came to me. I wish my unemployment never came to me. I wish my addiction never came to me. I wish, and, it's, and Frodo says, I wish none of this had happened. And boy, can we relate to that. I wish none of this ever happened. We relate to that. So here's Gandalf's response. And he says, so, so do all. I mean, I could, I could try to do a Gandalf voice. So do, but I'll probably sound more like Darth Vader if I do it. So I'll just speak it like myself. Uh, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. In, in other words, I, I, don't, I, I wish this didn't happen. I wish this never came to me. And, and Gandalf says, so does everyone who, who sees troubled times. We all feel that way, but it's not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. And that is so true. We can't control certain things. We can't control sometimes if we get sick or we have a challenge in our life or our, 
our boss is a jerk to us and we can't control if, if somebody hurts us and we can't control certainly what's going on in the world. Um, all we have to do to decide is what to do with the time given to us. Um, and he says, there are other forces at work in this world, Frodo. Any Frodo's out there today? There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, beside that of evil. I mean, isn't it, all, these, all these sentences, I think, are so encouraging because it's so easy for us to want to focus on the evils of the world. And I think that's a part of the human condition. Something happens and it's, it's, it's unexplainable. You know, we can't wrap our heads around a virus and, and, you know, we're all locked in our house. We can't wrap our heads around that. You know, the big bad government and the rich people, you know, controlling us and doing this and that to us. Oh, we can get our heads, our hands around that. We can grab that and say, okay, that's what it is. And I'm going with it. You know, that makes us feel good. We feel kind of uh, edified and we feel uh, empowered because we really know what's happening, you know? Um, but it's encouraging to know like this word, I want to read it again from the movie, from the book. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, Frodo, beside that of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring in which case you were also meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. And that's an area that really enables me to go day by day and really enables me to look at our current situation, whether it's um, the coronavirus situation or whether it's any situation in our lives. You were meant to have it. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, which in, Kate, which in, Kate, which, in which case, you were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. So how about this? You were meant to have this challenge in your life. You were meant to have it. We could blame the devil. We could blame our bad decisions. But you know what? It's somewhere in scripture. It says that it's in Psalm 139. It says, your eyes, God, saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. All the days were ordained, it says, ordained for me, written in your book before one of them came to be, which means that if we're going through a good time or we're going through a challenging time or we're going through a sickness or we're going through a time of health or we're locked down or we're set free, like Peter Wiggins said, May 18th, we're going to be set free in Massachusetts. Whatever happens, it is all written down before it happens. So going back to the quote, Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you were also meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. You were meant to have this challenge, which means that you were meant to overcome this challenge because God doesn't bring something, a temptation, anything into our lives. And, and, don't, and he doesn't give us a, a way out of it. He doesn't give, to, give us temptation and he doesn't give us a way out of it. He always gives us a way out of it. So when he brings opposition in our lives, it's really he's giving us opportunity for greater things. And you were meant to have it. Are you having trouble in your life? Are you having a challenge in your life? You were meant to have it. And isn't that an encouraging thought? And when we look at what's going on, whether we're locked down, whether we're not locked down, whether we're, whatever it is, however we're dealing with it, 
It was already written. God has this under control. Now we can argue all we want about, well, this doesn't come from the Lord and a sickness doesn't come from the Lord and anything bad doesn't come from the Lord. Only the good comes from the Lord and the bad either comes from the devil or the bad comes from our own bad decisions. Well, we can, we can argue about that, and the theologians have been arguing about that since they believed in God many years ago. But we can all agree, at least, that God allows it. He allows it to happen. Because if, if there's anything that is outside of his ability to control, then he's really not God. And he is God, which means that he has the absolute ability to control absolutely what's happening. He has the ability to control our governor, the governor of Rhode Island, the governor of Massachusetts, the governor of Florida for Bob, the governor of, of Connecticut for Mishkan Nakamu, for all the states that even are represented here. God has the ability. He is allowing whatever is happening. It's all under his purview. And isn't, to quote the movie, and isn't that encouraging? Isn't it encouraging that God has seen this and he sees it and it was written in his book before it ever happened? You know, when Frodo and Gandalf are in the, in the Moria, like they didn't know at that point if they were going to be successful. They didn't know if they were going to get to Mordor, if they were going to die. You know, I think I have it here. So I'm going to try something here. I'm going to share. So. All right. Everybody see that? So this is um, Middle Earth. And I don't think I'm gonna be able to draw on it, you know, but around here, yeah, I think you see my, uh, my, my arrow. See, this over here is the Shire. And then they, you know, this is where Frodo got the ring, you know, but then the, uh, the Nazgul came um, to, to, to try to take it and kill them. So they had to flee and they went over here to Bree and then they had to flee there and they went to, um, uh, a mountaintop, I think it's called, over here. And that's where Frodo got stabbed. And then they had to take it all the way over here, which is here to Rivendell, uh, which is where the elves live. And uh, he got uh, some healing there. And then they went down, the fellowship went down here um, into the mountains, into the Misty Mountains, and then down into the mines. And that's where uh, Frodo had his little uh, conversation with, with Gandalf, where they didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't know if he was going to make it. Uh, but we know the end of the story. Uh, they went into the, um, to uh, see. So here's a uh, here's um, uh, Isengard, you know, where they were. He was uh, the other wizard was causing them some problems, and then they went into the forest here and 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 um, and, and Rohan, and then they wind up here in in the in Gondor, and and and, and the men of Gondor uh, did a little a diversion tactic to, to the armies of Mordor, while Frodo went around a sneak attack into Mordor and dropped the ring. There you go. So that is the journey of Lord of the Rings in a nutshell right there. And um, you, know, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, let me see if I can get to it. Yeah, here it is. It reminds me of the wilderness journey. So you should see that right now. Um, this is the wilderness journey. If you see the red lines, this is the journey of the children of Israel in the wilderness. We see their starting point on the left. We see their ending point on the right. We even see a little loop in the middle, which is which is reality. They actually had to backtrack and go back to a certain place in the middle of their journey. This is this is the 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 the, the way that they went. But when I think of the scripture, all the days ordained before me 
were written in your book before one of them came to be. It means that every aspect of this journey was already seen by God. All of the challenges, all of the difficulties, all of the hunger, all of the thirst, all of the miracles, they were all ordained and saw by God. All of the viruses that they dealt with, uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the, the leprosy that they dealt with, it was all saw and ordained by God. And be encouraged by that, that whatever you're dealing with in your life, because we're all dealing with trials and even maybe more trials, just know that what you are dealing with, what you have walked into, God already saw it. So it's not about, you know, why did this come to me? Going back to the quote from the movie, it's not for us to decide what came to us. That's above us. It's for us to decide what we're going to do with the time given to us. Now, I know that it's very easy to look at a map of the wilderness like this and say, okay, this was the whole journey beginning to end. But for the people in the wilderness, they didn't see the full picture. They saw this. So they looked at a map, it says you are here in the middle. There's 20 ways they could go. They don't know which way they're gonna go. Oh, they know that Egypt is over there. If you see it on the bottom left, that's Egypt. They know, they know it's over there. You know, they were there before, they know the way back, right? But outside of that, they have no idea which way to go. So I, I just wanna say this, um, life is a journey from uh, birth to death for all of us, for every one of us. Everyone bo is born and everyone dies. And we all hope for, and if you see this, I don't know how clear it is coming with the wording, so I'll read it. Um, everyone hopes for a nice, easy life. So from birth to death, we all hope for that. A nice straight line. And a straight line represents ease. Everything is just going along, no left turns, no right turns. It's just a nice, easy path. But Here's really what life is like. So we're born here at the bottom and we go through life, but then we hit a little milestone when we're a little older. And this is when mom and dad divorced. And that took us on a little turn to the right. We had to move to a different location. We're living now, let's say with dad. You know, but we joined school and things are starting to look up. We joined the high school football team. Things are looking up. We now have a lot of friends. We're getting older. We go to college. We're starting to get a lot of friends. And they introduce us to crack cocaine. And we take it, or this man takes it, this hypothetical son of God, son of the most high, takes it. And he goes, takes, puts him on a left turn in life and even backwards it seems. But then all of a sudden he hits a recovery group and he starts to put his life back in order. I hope you're seeing this. So he's now he's moving in the right direction again. He gets married, has children. It all seems to be good, you know? But then he hits another roadblock when his wife left him, which he didn't see coming. And that put him on another diversion. And he fell back into drugs. 
and he starts going back in the opposite direction. But he learned his lesson from the first time. He joined their quick recovery group. And in the recovery group, he meets a Christian woman. And then soon after, he accepts the Lord. He accepts Yeshua and he accepts salvation. And life is going back in the right direction again. He gets remarried. And now he's an older man. And life for the past several years has been really good. But as an older man, he develops cancer, which eventually takes his life. What you see here is a good life. It's a hard life, but it was a victorious life. And this life is like all of ours. It's not a straight line from birth to death. It's got a lot of unexpected turns. So my question to you is which of these little milestones came from God and which didn't? And I can tell you again that we can argue that all we want. We can go back and forth on whether his fall into drugs was from God or not. But I can tell you this, that all of this was ordained. And remember the story of Joseph, when at the end of his time in Egypt, um, when the brothers came to him and his eyes were opened. Now, Joseph had a really hard life. I bet Joseph's life looked a lot like this as far as the zigzagging and the going from left to right. It was, certainly wasn't a straight line. Being cast out, hated by his brothers, left for dead, sold into slavery, put in jail for something that he didn't commit, tried to be righteous with, a, with, with a Potiphar's wife, but he was falsely accused, put in jail, forgotten in jail, but then came out of jail and was given a, a, a place of, of stature, you know, second in command. And now all of a sudden, um, the brothers are before him and the brothers say, my God, he's going to kill us once dad dies. Joseph's going to kill us. But Joseph says these amazing words, and I really want to repeat them for you now. He said, don't fight amongst yourselves. You, my brothers, didn't bring me here to Egypt. God did. Which means that all of these twists and turns were ordained by God. And I want you to understand that, and I want you to own it and believe it, that the trials you're going, imagine if you're having marital difficulties and instead of saying, this is just terrible and why did you allow it? You take it as saying, okay, God, you allowed this. You have given this marital difficulty to me. What am I going to do with it? All right, God, you have given me this unemployment. You have seen this. But as in the words of Gandalf, there are other forces other than there are forces other than evil operating here. So God, what are you doing here? And what am I going to do with the unemployment that you have allowed, that you have given me? It changes your perspective. It changes everything. It changes our perspective as we're dealing with the coronavirus and the lockdown and when it's going to be lifted and is there going to be a second wave? You've given it, Lord God. You've allowed it. What are we going to do with the time?
that is so perspective changing for me and for all of us. So where, where are we? I'll, I'll tell you right now that I still feel like the, the slide that I showed in the wilderness where there's all the directions going one way or the other. And I know Egypt's that way. And I don't know which way he's taking us. I don't know which way he's taking us. I don't know. I know today, 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 I know I am grateful to see a sea of faces on my screen. I am grateful that we're able to be together. I'm grateful that I'm able to see Bob in Florida raise his hands right now. I am grateful that I'm able to see Marion in Cape Cod listening with a little thing in her ear with Tammy with the other headphone in her ear. I'm grateful that we have what we have today. I don't know, like Lou was saying, oh, well, you know what? If God takes care of the virus, we'll be together next week. That is true, Baruch Hashem, and we are praying for that. And I am feeling that we are going to be together in some capacity. I don't know what it's going to be, but we will be together in Pente at Pentecost, which is on a Thursday night. If the restriction is still five people, I believing that I will be at Lighthouse Church and one person will come in at a time and I'll speak a blessing over you and an anointing over you. And you'll leave and somebody else will come in and we'll do that until it's all done. We'll, we'll do what we can, but I am believing that we're going to have a time together in Pentecost. And remember, us Messianic Jews have a built-in mask. Very easy, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Very, very easy, right, Lou? Very, very easy. So I, I don't know what it's going to be, but I can tell you what's on my heart right now, because what are you going to do? Let me just repeat that again. It's not for us to decide the times. All we have to decide is what we're going to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces in this, work, in this world beside that of evil. So what are we going to do with the time we have? And uh, I, I believe you all know this. Uh, I, it's really on my heart today, today, to go before our governor in Rhode Island and say, you know what? A church is not a movie theater. It is an essential business. And we can get together. We can do this. We can, we can be socially distant. We can have the first three rows empty. So when I'm up there preaching and spitting, it's not going to reach anybody. And we can have people scattered around. And the things that we do collectively, we can, we can change up. We can do this. And I really want to get this in front of the governor. I just saw like hundreds of pastors write something similar to the governor of Massachusetts. And I'm, I'm awaiting that in Rhode Island. I have a few pastors that I'm talking to that's, that's ready to go. Um, so it, it is in my heart to do that. You know, Nehemiah went before the governor. And this is so much, so important to know how God holds the hearts of the governors. You know, it was, the, it was, it was a, it was a governor. It was a, a king. It was Nebuchadnezzar that actually brought destruction, but it was also a king, Cyrus, who's the one who allowed the people to come back. God holds the hearts. And it was King Artaxerxes that Nehemiah had to go before and weep before and say the temple in my land in Jerusalem is laid to waste. And it was that king, uh, Artaxerxes, that allowed him to go back and start the rebuilding process. And he went before the king humbly and he said, 
let me go back and rebuild the temple. And the governor then said, go ahead and do it. You have my blessing. And he went back to the Jews, the people, and they all rejoiced at the favor that God allowed to happen. So please pray that we have favor for our, our governor. Um, and we'll see how things go. Uh, the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his way. Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his way. And there's one way of looking at that, that those who take delight in the way of God. But there's another translation and other English translations use this. It says, those who take delight in his way. Now, the Hebrew word for way is derech. And derech also means the journey. So think of it this way, because his way means God's way. It doesn't mean the way of the person, the man whose steps are ordered. But if you, if you translate derech, his way, his way, as his journey, listen, the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his journey. So maybe the journey, the derech, is yours. And the steps are ordered for those who take delight in their journey. Are you taking delight in your journey? I encourage you to take delight in your journey, even in the challenging times, even with the left turns and the right turns and the ups and the downs and the seclusions and we're out and we're secluded again. I encourage you to take delight. God saw this from the beginning. Lord of the Rings is a fictitious book, but the Lord of our lives, the Lord of the world, the Lord of creation did write all of our steps, ordained, preordained before we were all born, before any of this happened. And let's walk it out and delight in our journey. It's a good time to be alive. Amen. It's a good time to be alive. Don't forget that. Don't be discouraged. Fear not, sons and daughters. Fear not. This is a good time to be alive. He could have had you alive in a generation or several generations prior. You're alive today for a reason. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. They're preordained. Let's take the time that God has given us and let's make the most of it. In Yeshua's name, amen. I'm going to unmute. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful.